by John Werner. Um, John, my longtime friend from the Waco Trib, man, uh, loves a good Zoom meeting, but I know he's glad to be doing some of these things in person. John, just when you and I were had gotten really good at, at, at trying to unmute ourselves and and uh, and and you know and, and kind of get all that straightened out, we've had to go back to in-person interviews. Do do you miss the zooms, or are you kind of liking this in-person? going back to the uh, in-person interviews? Well, Matt, I must say, I, I don't miss the Zoom at all. I, I've had enough Zoom Zoom for, for my whole life. So, uh, yeah, you're right, the mute thing, you know, uh, just turning on the video. It's pretty tough for an old man. It was it made me a little nervous that one time they came to me for a question because you had, uh, you as the dean of local beat writers, you – you get to go first, and you had abandoned your post. I don't know if you went to the kitchen to get a snack or something, and and uh, whoever it was, Taylor Bryant or whoever, David Case said, mostly, you're up. I mean, I, I felt like I was really stepping on some toes there. I mean, a lot of pressure, but uh, you you did make it back, and we were able to carry on. Um, well, I <laughs> – I, uh, I, I, there's a lot going on right now. I've probably forgotten that one, but yeah, yeah, I I think, I think you probably have, but uh, you made it back and you were able to do that. Lots going on though with, um, with football and believe it or not, it is, uh, it is getting close, Sean. Um, as you start to zero in on this team, one of the things, uh, that coach Aranda has said is he, you know, he didn't want to like wait till the day before or the game or have a starting a rotation of different quarterbacks for that week one game uh, against uh, Texas State the in, in San Marcos. I still can't believe we're going to San Marcos, but okay. Um, John, are you sensing, I mean, you're, you're over there a little more often than I am. Are you, do you get any vibes on on which way they're leaning. I mean, each day I can kind of convince myself one or the other. I, I keep coming back to Zeno simply because the arm, the arm talent, and and just what he did in that one game that uh, that went to overtime, that Big Twelve title game. I, that may not be fair of me. Where do you do you are you if you had to handicap this thing right now? What would you do? Well, you know, to me, I, I don't think they've really decided yet. And um, you're right, Jacob's got the, the big arm. But I think Gary's probably a little more outgoing. He's probably a little uh, more of a leader. He's been around there longer. Uh, he's the better runner of the two. I I don't know. I think it's just a real toss-up right now. To me, if you put those two guys together, you'd have a really great quarterback. But as far as uh, the guy they're going to pick, uh, I, I wouldn't even want to guess right now. Well, I mean, I, that's what I got you on to do is is guess. So you have to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> now, shape. Now, it sounds low in your mind, though. It's down to those two. Are you? Yeah, are sure, okay. Yeah. So you 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 okay? You are at least saying that maybe Shapen is going to be on the outside looking in, although. You know what we hear about him? Loves, you know, the sidearm, can do all the arm angles and everything like that. Um, I, it, say that again? Might be the next Okay. 
All right. The next could be the next Charlie Brewer. I find that a uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah, I find that I find that very interesting. I'm sorry, John, you may have to walk to a different part of the house there. We lost you there for a second, <laughs> but uh but I think you said he could be the next Charlie Brewer and I do find that very very interesting. Now, for people that don't know, I got to see him the other day a little bit. But but I mean like is he is he a little bit bigger than Charlie or somewhat similar to him in stature? Is is shaping kind of in that six foot, six foot one range? I think he's a little taller than that. I'd say he's probably more like six two. Uh but he just seems like a real heady kid, good instincts, uh just kind of knows what he's doing out there. Uh but no, I, I don't think he's gonna re- really in the running for the starting quarterback this year anyway. I'll say this, if if he's not, Rodriguez, Coach Rodriguez is going to show up over there and rip him right out of practice. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they they kept him from the, the team last year. I mean, think about that. COVID hit them. They're, I mean, they desperately needed reinforcements. And there's our man over there playing spring football, thinking he's got a shot at the starting job. So if I'm Steve Rodriguez, I'm asking Dave Aranda some questions. Like, Dave. You told me Blake had a shot at this thing, but I, again, John, you know I'm not one to stir things up, so I won't. I won't try to go too yeah, far yeah, down that, that path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Warner, Waco Trib, joining us, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I liked your story the other day. It ran in the morning news into Waco Trib about Tejada Island, the uh, uh, Raleigh Tejada, and then all the uh, Baylor defensive backs. I really thought I had thrown that Tejada Island out a couple of years ago. But it turns out I think the dad gets credit for that thing. I think you gave Keith Tejada the credit for Tejada Island. You've got Ranthony Tejada, who was at TCU, I believe you said. And then there's a, a right. Tejada at UNT. And then there's Ridley. Raleigh at Baylor. I mean, John, that's before we talk about the rest of these defensive backs, how cool is that, that from Frisco, Texas, this one family – has produced so many quality defensive backs. Yeah, that, that is a really unique story. And I, I don't know if you've talked to his dad, but he's quite a character. Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, Raleigh's kind of quiet, but, you know, his dad, Keith, is really a character. And I could see him coming up with something like, you know, Tejada Island. Yeah. Okay. And now, what do we, what do we, do we have a, any nickname for the, this group, did you did you workshop that at all? Like this is a very quality JT Woods, um, Christian Morgan, Kalon Boogie Barnes, Kalen Boogie Barnes, and um, uh, and, and of course Tahada over there, and then McVeigh's a nice player as well as Mark Milton. Do do they do they have a name for themselves, or is there something you you feel like we could give them? You know, I think we need to go to Raleigh's dad about that. You know, uh, I think he could come up with something really quick. He's, you know, he's pretty quick on those kind of things. So I think that's your source. What about the Legion of Zoom? You know, I mean, this is a very <laughs> bunch of track stars. I mean, I, but that that's too much of a ripoff. That's sort of paraphrasing another one. So I'll, I'll keep working on that. Yeah, yeah. Don't, we, don't overthink too much there, Matt. Okay, yeah, I think we need the speedsters. What do you, I mean, you've seen some great ones over the years. I don't think you were covering Baylor when, like, Everett and Francis and those guys and Blackman. Oh, yeah, I was. Were you really? Oh, my God. I I even went, I did a story on those two guys. I went to their hometowns, 
and you know talk to their family and everything yeah it was interesting oh my gosh so dangerfield in the houston area yeah that's how that's how old i am matt (laughs) all this mountain climbing you did and 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 you you know since you had some kind of you know you you got you got on some kind of great diet and then you started doing all this exercise you look younger to me so i'm shocked that you were covering those teams but man those were those were the glory days of Baylor defensive backs i'm not trying to compare these guys to this but now who is the who's the most catalytic player back there would you say like who's the whether it be the most vocal or the guy, and I know they kind of like to challenge each other and see who can get their hands on the most ball. And again, I, uh, I, let's rule out Petrie because he's a, a hybrid player, yeah. and I do think he, I in my for my money, he's the best player on the defense. Okay, Jalen Petrie. Oh no, but well, Terrell, you know, Bernard yeah, I know, but but I, I'm afraid. I mean, Bernard's awesome, but I think Petrie, what he did last year, and then what he's ready to do this year, I've got him as the best player on that defense. But who's the who drives this thing on the back end from a talking, ball-hawking, uh, playmaking standpoint? Which which guy would you say? I would say J.T. Woods. Uh, you know, he gets in on a lot of tackles. Uh, you know, he can cover a lot of ground out there. Uh, he had three interceptions last year. He's got a pretty good nose for the ball. But, you know, he even mentioned this the other day. Uh, reason, you know, he and Christian Morgan – can play so well and have so much freedom back there is because, uh, you know, Raleigh and Boogie Barnes uh, are just really good lockdown cornerbacks and Mark Milton too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that is a really good crew of DBs they've got back there. I think it's probably one of the best in the country. Wow. Isn't that something, it's, I mean, to hear, and to I, hear I junk, think Raleigh yeah. is very underrated, you know, uh, a lot of teams just did not throw his way last year, and that's why he didn't have a whole lot of pass breakups. But, uh, you know, quarterbacks pretty much stay away from him. Okay, it, I, we both think Apu Ika, I mean, that's going to be a fun story. He's a huge personality and a huge man. Like, that guy could be a, a game wrecker, they've been calling him. Um, we know what Petrie can be. We know what Bernard. Who else – can you do you think could get after the quarterback I mean two years ago with rule you had a force at defensive end and and nose tackle a defensive tackle and and you set records for sacks and and I while I love Ica I don't know necessarily know if he's going to have a ton of sacks he may just create opportunities for other folks If, if if they are to be somewhat dominant who are those? Who are those linemen you think have a chance to be collecting some of those sacks? Well, I think T.J. Franklin is a guy they they really need to come through. You know, he's from Temple. He's a really good athlete. Uh, you know, just hasn't quite broken through yet, but he could definitely be one of those guys. Uh, Achidi Aguanaya, uh, he's another guy who could come through. Uh, but yeah, but you know, with, uh, Apu, <clears throat> excuse me, up front. Um, those guys should have a lot of opportunities, especially as well as the linebackers to get sacks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you got a guy like that. To me, he's kind of comparable, like you mentioned, to Bravion Roy, you know, a couple years ago. Just takes up a lot of space there, takes on blockers, hard to block. 
and, uh, you know, gives other guys lanes to get to the quarterback. So, yeah, I'd say like TJ and Cheedy are guys that they're going to count on. It's weird to me that they have this many, like, potential all-conference-type players on defense, and this team was predicted to be, like, eighth in the conference. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I think that defense could be really good. But, you know, the offense just has a whole lot to prove, and especially the O-line. That They haven't had a really dominating O-line since uh, 2015 when Spencer Drango was there. So, uh yeah, that, that, to me, that's kind of the key area that has to develop is the O-line. What do you think about the uh, the lunch with the legend situation over there? Oh, John Morris. I mean, that you know, he used to, John, just be one of our regular buddies. And so, you know, and, <laughs> He's a and now it's like lunch with a legend. My gosh. And then I got, I've got the feeling bad about not not being able to, to be there for that. I'm, I'm going to go back and sample some of that. Do you think Jerry thought he was one of the legends, too? Now, he was up there moderating the discussion. I hope, did Jerry get confused and think it was also lunch with, it was lunch with the uh, the legends? Well, you know, Jerry is at that age where he could get confused. I mean, he's kind of <laughs> like me. He must be wandering around a parking lot somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'm did, just kidding. Did, uh. What's the first time you met John Morris? Like, do you was he was he still in TV? Yeah, oh yeah, I'd say uh, 1982, 83, long, long time ago. You know, in a galaxy far away, that kind of thing. Did but, was uh, he was he like kind of was he always the effervescent, smiling, happy, go lucky John Morris, or did he have a little? Was he a cocky young anchor at that point? Like, did you, was he kind of like, you know, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up on Sports Center, you know, and and uh, go go be with Dan Patrick and those guys? Was he, was there ever no, a cocky side to John Morris? I don't think John was ever like that. He's always been very humble, really gracious person, you know, just a, you know, the kind of guy you want to see every day, you know, and you know, you know, feel good, you know, just because he's. Just such a great guy and, and such a humble guy, you know, with such talent. Uh, yeah, Waco's lucky to have him. Baylor's lucky to have him. Did he ever make Grant Taft mad? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. And, uh, you know, it's pretty hard to rile Grant up, I think. <laughs> Grant's, you know, he's another gracious, you know, guy. You know, just a... Uh, Really, really cool to be around. No, I don't think he did. You know, one night I was having trouble on deadline, which isn't unusual for me. And uh, I was, it, my, but my computer had, had you know, gone haywire, which has happened to all of us. And we were in New Mexico for a game, and Grant was sitting, happened to, for whatever reason, ends up in a seat next to me in the press box. <laughs> you can imagine, I'm on deadline, a young writer, at the Dallas Morning <laughs> News, and I need to file something by, like, the end of the third quarter, and I don't even think I could turn my computer on. And then my, <laughs> the, the, you know, my childhood hero and my former Sunday school teacher is seated to my right, just sitting there. You know, he's obviously doesn't care about – he's not really seeing how panicked I am. And so he's just <laughs> having a nice conversation with me. 
And I'll never forget just thinking, I cannot believe this is happening. I'm going to get fired tonight. I'm getting to sit next to Grant Tapp. But as well, Grant, it always happens. Uh, <laughs> you know, after games, you know, he'd do his just uh, formal interviews down in the locker room or whatever. Then he'd come up to the press box and say, well, anybody else need anything? You know, I think that <laughs> uh, that tradition kind of started with Dave Campbell. But he'd yeah. come every home game. He would come up there, you know, and talk a little more to the riders. And, you know, that, that's one reason he, he was always so, you know, well-liked by the riders, just – just a really good guy. I think that one of those games, Kevin Steele was coaching, and they asked him, they said they he'd got beat 24 nothing at New Mexico in Albuquerque, and somebody said, where, where do you go from here, Kevin? And, he, and that's what he just said, home. <laughs> home. <laughs> uh, you know, he could have given a worse answer than that. <laughs> where do we go? Where do you go from here, Coach? Home. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. I think, uh, Jerry, I don't think you were on that trip. I think Jerry and I uh, went over to on the Route 66 that evening and, and yeah. just discussed the, the, you know, I took those things a little harder than Jerry did because Jerry, Jerry did not matriculate at Baylor like I did. And Jerry, you know, it was a job, and he wanted Baylor to do well. But <laughs> right. I, I was I – was, I was off the – I just kind of thought, oh, my gosh, they're going to have to get another coach. But uh, <laughs> anyway, well, John, uh, always appreciate you and uh, fun catching yeah, up man. with you, telling some stories. And uh, I will see you soon. Um, yeah, San Marcos. Um, yeah, I can't and, wait. Uh, I'm ready. Okay. Hey, let me know, by the way, when they have, like, a football SID over there. I need to get some credentials, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You'll you'll be the first person I notify. (laughs) Okay. All right. There he goes. Uh, John Werner, the uh, longtime beat writer for the Baylor Bears. You read him in the Waco Trib.